find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to the Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network, a lo-fi sci-fi audio theater anthology series made for late nights and strong drinks. Join us monthly as we broadcast a pirate signal across time and space, featuring stories, songs, and frequencies from a rotating list of voice actors, writers, storytellers, and musicians. If you're looking for high-quality science fiction, skin-crawling horror, and other genre fiction, listen to The Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network, now available wherever you get your podcasts. The Ugly Radio. See you in the void. Immerse yourself in a unique reading experience this summer with Myths and Malt Productions, where captivating stories blend cryptozoology and craft beer. Discover some thrilling books that combine mysterious creatures and local brews. Each book features a beer checklist, selfie locations, curated music, and with every purchase comes with a 15% donation to a nonprofit organization. So prepare yourself for a journey filled with wonder and excitement with such titles like... The Chupacabra and the Bat Rastard, a cryptozoology craft beer adventure, and for all you New England folks, a champ and a bit of sunshine, both being award-winning books. Get your copies today at mythsandmalts.com. And because you're listening to Cryptid Cocktail Party, I have a very strong feeling that A, you love a cold brewski in the hot summer sun, and B, you're super interested in cryptids. back to another episode of Cryptic Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I'm your host, Dave. I forgot. I do that every single <laughs> every, fucking you forget time. forget your intro. Dude, I don't, know, I don't know how I do it. I don't... Like, it should be ingrained into your brain. It's been almost like 20 episodes now, and I yeah. do it every single time. But anyways, the voice you are hearing is the wonderful mustachioed voice of Nicholas Einsman, who has been a guest on here several times. Uh, I'm probably going to be a more frequent voice on this yeah. podcast, so sorry or you're welcome. I mean, I, <laughs> it's a little self self indulgent, but I I like the sound of our voices together. I was told that we have good chemistry by a guy at work, but he says that about every guest I have, so I don't know mm. how genuine it is. Mm. But he's also like one of the most genuine dudes in the world, so I think he genuinely okay. means it. He's a I'm solid dude. I'm here for it. I I know I have a few of random people that have like seen me post cryptic cocktail stories about you know my my story on my mm. Instagram. Like you and this guy, Dave, like you just rag on each other. Like, yeah. It's our, it's our friendship. That's First, just, and that's how every friendship for that I have is oh, it's yeah. just roasting each You're other. Dover Dave. You're like the Dover demon, but less cryptidy. Although I have a question for you. I haven't been becoming more elusive though. You, you have I, been I, I'll, I'll read texts cause I work weird hours. I don't get out of work until seven. So if someone texts me like anytime between the hours of 1030 and seven, I'll either respond or I'll read it. And then I'll forget that I even saw it until I go to text them the next time. So what I'm going to start doing <laughs> is I'm going to just build like a, almost like a Batman light. Okay. 
in post it. Uh, wait, a Batman light? Not the bat signal. Yeah, just like a, a, bat, just a Batman yeah, just, light. A bat signal, but it's like a Dave Prescott light, and it's a beard and a Miller light. I'm going to project it right on your ass. So those are the two things that, I mean, yeah. I can fair. lure you. I, I know that I'm like, yo, Dave, if I, I have a 30 of Miller at my house, come on over for fire and Miller. See, the thing is, it wouldn't have to be just Miller. It could literally be any beer. This is true. My question to you, okay. I've known you for a while, right? I'd yeah. say you're you're one of my best friends. A bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why do you have arguably the worst DC movie action figure in your you have a Suicide Squad Enchantress. Oh, my rock candy? Yeah. So, it's terrible. One year at GameStop, yeah. they had a like a Black Friday sale and one of the things was like a mystery box and one of them and they had like a uh GameStop exclusive Claptrap Funko Pop. And there was, you can get like either like the Noir one, a gold, like a shiny gold one or something, like one of them. So I bought the mystery box to try and get one of those Claptraps. I got a Claptrap, but then it also came with this Rock Candy Suicide Squad Enchantress uh, GameStop exclusive also. And I just never got rid of it. You know, I'll check eBay once in a while, see how it's doing. It fluctuates in price. Yeah. But All right. that's well, that's why. We're here today. Talk about some some spookies, some cookies, Whoa. and some unknowns. I don't know what I don't know what we're talking about, but like You're trying to take over my hosting duties? No, I'm trying to get like move along. Yeah, we have been yeah. <laughs> Let's dive right in. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we just why don't we just dive right in? <laughs> why don't we just it's Push right along. Let's dive right in. Uh, Nichols, we've been living in Philadelphia now for what, like five, six years almost? I think going on six. It's been a while, but I realized I didn't know much about the history of Philadelphia. Mm. I know that uh, mm. Ben Franklin's big here. H.H. Holmes, uh, the prison he died in, is now an Acme in South Philly. Nuh uh. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. It literally says, like, if you go outside, I'll send it to you next time down there. There's a plaque, and it says, Prison that imprisoned H.H. Holmes. It's like a, a pride point. Of East Pass Young. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we got we got Ben Franklin. Uh, we got Big Big Bell. Monopoly. Big Bell. Monopoly. Uh, we got... Uh, Rocky Steps. Yeah. What else? Cheese Steaks. Cheese Steaks. Wo- John. Wonder Years. Yeah. Philadelphia's not that great. No, it's kind of the worst. <laughs> I love it, but it's kind of the worst. Well... How versed are you in your World War II secret technology, military conspiracy theories involving the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard? I have a very strong feeling I know what we're going to be talking about and not as versed as I would like to be. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite conspiracy theories ever because A, it is batshit insane, and B, it's 100% not real. (laughs) There's... (laughs) <laughs> like for a fact, everything I'm, everything I'm going to be talking about today is like in the biggest of quotation marks that you could ever picture in your entire life. Yeah, it is not real. It it's it's nope. fun. It's fun. It's one of it's my favorite fun. things ever. Yeah, and the fact that it got so big, and it to like to this day in the UFO community for some reason, not even conspiracy circles, just UFO, the UFO community yeah. is still like one of the biggest things ever fucking boggles my mind and I love it. It is almost because I, I now have a very strong feeling. I know I'm like 99% sure I know what you're talking about. It's the David Cronenberg of conspiracies. 
Yeah. Just because of what happens to the people involved. Yeah. Oh, shit. I haven't even said what it is yet, have I? No. Oh, shit. We're talking about the Philadelphia experiment. <laughs> <laughs> it is the David Cronenberg of conspiracy theories. It really is the David Cronenberg of conspiracy theories. It's wild. Uh, yeah. So you you know a little bit. I, I told you I was going to do this episode on before you were going to be a guest. Yeah. I didn't look anything up. It It's still one of those. Like, I own books about it, and I can't. Well, here's the thing. Is that, like, whatever little you know. There's so much more. No, is that? There's there's no more. I heard a rumor oh, that God. Barack Obama oh, God was somehow <laughs> like this is no. That's the Montauk Project. That's different. Where no, I thought it was no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's too many projects, experiments. Manhattan Project, Montauk, Philadelphia. Yeah, the Manhattan thing was real though. Unfortunately, so. A lot of people, a lot of people got hurt with that one. Uh, all right, let's dive right in, Nicholas. Are you ready for this? No, but I guess we're going to go. All right, so the Philadelphia experience is one of the more wilder WW2 conspiracies involving the military, secret technology, and the great city of Philadelphia, where we currently reside. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Philadelphia experiment, also known as Project Rainbow, was a top secret project under the auspices of none other than Albert Einstein, Nikola Tesla, and John von Neumann that utilized Einstein's unified film field theory. What do you have to say? You were about to say something. So my question is, is this is like why Tesla and Einstein hated each other? Did this like add fuel to the fire? I fucking don't know. Probably. I didn't know Einstein and Tesla hated each other. Oh, it was like, no, I'm sorry. It was Tesla and uh, that other fucker. The guy who invented electricity? Yeah, the guy that electrocuted the uh, the elephant. (laughs) Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, Thomas Thomas Edison. No, it was Benjamin Thomas Franklin, you're right. <laughs> no, it was definitely not Ben Franklin. We'll go with it, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was it was a, a project under the guise of Einstein, Tesla, Newman that utilized Einstein's unified field theory, which I tried to learn about to kind of give like you guys listening a better understanding of it. But uh, within like 10 minutes, my brain kind of just shut off, and I ended up just watching YouTube videos about the heaviest breakdowns so far of 2023. I'm all ears. Oh, I have nothing on oh, that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like, oh yeah, watch a bunch of YouTube videos to explain it. No. <laughs> oh no, I meant like the heaviest breakdowns oh, of like, like deathcore yeah, and, and hardcore. Yeah, right, uh, right. some pretty good ones so far. That'd be a really, that'd be a, a really good deathcore band name. Philadelphia Experiment. I'm sure it's probably a grind band. Or a thrash band. Or a thrash band. But anyway, so the whole point of the project was to turn U.S. naval ships invisible to enemy radar while also reversing the magnetic field around the boats uh, to counter magnetic sea mines and torpedoes. Uh, But as we will learn, even the brightest minds with the best intentions don't always get it right. I had to do like a little radio thing there. Mm. Um, Mm. Now, this is 1943, just two years after the U.S. entered World War II. And I couldn't find any evidence of the project being in development either before our involvement in the war or if they only spent like two years trying to perfect this technology, Uh, which I mean, it does seem kind of sketchy that they would only spend two years on trying to perfect invisibility, quote unquote, and then be like, eh, good enough. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? We got this one in the bag, boys. Let's make it work. Yeah. So uh, so I'm going to yada yada a bit here and get to like the good stuff because there's some stuff that's all dumb uh, <laughs> uh someone said they decided it was time to test the te- tech technology time to test the technology uh it's alliteration at it's finest it was it was a, i didn't i wrote it and i didn't read it out loud before i decided to go with it until just now and it was bad uh but they decided to test the technology 
uh, with some pigs on a boat. Now, once the pigs were in position, they fired up their generators and flipped the switch. The ship itself that they tested these pigs on uh, disappeared and reappeared. Good job, everybody. We did it. Invisibility, folks. We did it. It's just the Hulk meme from <laughs> Endgame. Invisibility. Yeah. Uh, but when they went to check on the pigs, they noticed that some of the pigs uh, had burn marks on them. Others were violently ill. And then some of them just straight up vanished from existence. Uh, now, do you think that once they saw what happened to the pigs, they would go back to the drawing board and attempt to tweak it so, you know, this type of stuff didn't what year happen? Was it 1943, 1942? Yeah. No, they just fucking wing it. Surprisingly, they did. They tweaked it. They Really? <laughs> <laughs> they 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 fixed what they thought was wrong and they attempted uh another test on a small skeleton crew of humans uh and it seemed to go fine some sailors uh reported some slight nausea but nothing major like you know completely disappearing into the void of the universe like with the pigs mm. um now once they decided they had a good good of grasp on what they were doing it was time to do a full scale test with real navy ships Full crew of real human beings. Right. Yeah, because fuck it, we ball. Yeah, we That's, ball. We ball. That's, fuck it, we ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, on Great a- Philly mentality, honestly. It really is. That is the most Philadelphia thing I think I've heard in quite some time. Like, yeah, it's yeah, fine. It kind of worked. Let's just fucking send it. <laughs> like, you know what, guys? Like, this one, we botched it a little bit, but I think we can make this one roll. Oh, yeah. If that's not the Philly motto, I don't know what is. But, uh, yeah, so on October 28th, my birthday, uh, 1943, the USS Eldridge, which sounds a lot like Eldridge, which, I mean, is kind of good foreshadowing yeah, for Very much so. <laughs> uh, but the USS Eldridge was docked at the Philadelphia Navy Shipyard, where it was fitted with the latest in experimental radar and visibility technology, including large generators, Big old Tesla coil things, some magnet shit, uh, all the things that would be responsible for shifting the magnetic field around the boat. And again, I'm not like a scientist, so I have no idea how any of this work. No, yeah. Uh, Not, yeah. Um, Now, once the final piece was in place, the crew readied the ship, got to their stations, and gave the all clear to start the experiment. Now, witnesses on nearby ships, mind you, this is a top secret project and they're and they're just doing this right out in the open. Yeah, right in the navy yard. <laughs> we <laughs> drive by it all the time. Yeah, with everyone watching. Uh, so the witnesses described a loud hum emanating from the ship's generators, followed by the hull of the ship being surrounded by a blue-green glow, and then in an instant, the ship simply disappeared, only to reappear just as quickly as it had vanished, but not before being seen materializing out of thin air, nearly two hundred miles away in Norfolk, Virginia, at the Norfolk Navy Shipyard. Right. So, fucking weird. <laughs> I don't, like, I wonder, was did they choose Norfolk, Virginia to be, like, where it was going to go? Or did I, they just kind of roll the dice? I like, don't think they were trying to teleport it. I think they were just trying to make it invisible, and they accidentally stumbled upon teleportation. teleportation. So that means that they could have done this, and it could have ended up, like... In, like, Nazi Germany. Or the middle of a fucking city. Just or, like, the, like <laughs> on the moon. Anywhere. It yeah, could have just anywhere. anywhere. But yeah, anywhere. but I mean, success, right? I mean, they did. One and a half it, thumbs it, way up. <laughs> it technically became invisible. Uh, but yeah, it even teleported. So that's kind of cool. They just accidentally invented teleportation. So my thing is there, right? It's like, all right, 
you got a crazy outcome. Why not explore teleportation as well after this? Um, I think it's because this didn't happen. <laughs> Are you sure about that? You um, sure about that? <laughs> but anyways, I don't know. Uh, you would think that that would be bigger than uh, invisibility. Yeah. Like the ability to just. Especially at that time. So oh, useful. Yeah. So useful. Even now. So useful. At any point in time, I feel like teleportation is useful. Oh, it doesn't, yeah. I mean, but yeah, during wartime, I feel like. Even the, more so. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine being able to teleport and stay invisible. Game changer. You're the most deadly man on the planet. You're the most <laughs> deadly man within 10 feet. Deadliest man within 10 feet. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it did become invisible. It teleported. So yes and no on the success. While they did successfully make the ship invisible, there were some unforeseen consequences. I think they were pretty visible. Now, <laughs> according to quote unquote classified military documents, and again, all those words are in the biggest and most aggressive air quotes I can make. Yeah. The crew very bold. The uh the crew members suffered a range of injuries. Uh some minor like nausea, disorientation, all the way up to like third degree burns and mysterious illnesses. Uh, and some completely losing their minds and diving deep into insanity. As one would. Yeah, like... <laughs> uh, but even the most serious serious of those injuries doesn't even compare to the worst of it. Uh, just like the pigs, some crew members just vanished, never right. to be seen again. But the most fucked up part uh, about the whole thing is that some crew members were said to be completely fused to the ship some still alive in an extreme amount of agony and torture. I assume this was like the side effect of the crew and ship not dematerializing and then rematerializing at the same time, uh, falling through the walls and floors and then being trapped. It reminds me of that scene in Jumanji with Ooh. Robin Williams when yeah, the floor yeah, yeah, becomes yeah. quicksand. I was going to say that or uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. I didn't watch that oh, one. Oh, it's so good. Because... Uh, I know that that movie wasn't written as a Cloverfield movie. They had to rewrite it, and then they'd release it as a Cloverfield It's one. still pretty good. I don't know. Cloverfield's one of my favorite movies. Same. So I don't trust it. But anyways, uh, some were even said to have rematerialized uh, <laughs> completely inside out. That's so fucking terrible. I don't like that one at all. They are basically being brought back as nothing more than like a pile of flesh and bone. Just goo. Just goop. Just goop. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Uh, now, some of the healthy sailors who managed to not be liquefied, uh, it said that some years later they experienced some side effects like, you know, uh, completely disappearing, then reappearing or never returning once they disappear. Uh, others would freeze in place for hours and some develop schizophrenia. Just, you know, just side effects. Imagine being like one of the kids of the guys who just like completely disappeared. Oh, so it's like my dad actually went to get cigarettes, but like. He literally disappeared so one while the, buying cigarettes. One of the stories was that a man who was on this boat was eating dinner with his family. Uh, he got up, walked through a wall, and then was never seen again. I th that was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> that was like this man had the ability to do this the entire time, right? Like knew that he could he just do didn't it. didn't say anything. Yeah, and he was tired of his wife. It's not at this point. It's like probably 1948, 1950, the age of the nuclear family, True. and his he had like two twins. They were getting underneath his skin. His wife was like asking for a new like Chev uh, Chevrolet Corvair, 
And he's like, you know what? You think his wife was asking for that? It's 1950. She's probably asking for like a fridge that was electric. I mean, that too. <laughs> and this guy was like, you know what? I'm out. And he walked back to Norfolk, Virginia, never to be seen again. We know now know him as Ron DeSantis's father. Oh, yeah. is that what it that's, is? That is how that happened. <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty fucked up, right? I would agree. Pretty wild if it's pretty true, bizarre. right? Uh, crazy if true, like the song. I just had to look up the reference that I was looking for. Crazy if true by uh, our friends, cool parents. Yes. Well, well, the story is pretty rad. It's pretty sweet, pretty rad, and definitely should be made into a better movie than the one that was made. Wait, in there was a movie. Yeah, in 1984. Oh man, we gotta watch that. No, later. we don't. Is it that bad? Yeah, it's bad. On a scale of the one to Super Mario Brothers with uh, John Lugumiamo. Huh. The guy that played the clown in John Leguizamo. There we go. And he's not the clown; he's the violator. He's still a clown. How bad is Philadelphia Experiment? It's not good. I'd watch it. We'll watch it. I love bad movies. Imagine like the Langoliers, but like worse. Oh no, worse. Really? Yeah, it's not good. My like question, right? So, and I've thought about this multiple times. Every time I hear about this conspiracy, swish swish, swish quote quote air quotes. So the guys that were fused into metal, right? Like, imagine yeah. you're hanging out, your buddy and you are, like, smoking cigarettes. Out of nowhere, your ship gets... You don't think this is going to work. They're like, teleportation, that's crazy, right? Well, they didn't think... So the, the initial goal is to make it invisible to radar. Okay, so, yeah. Not to make the whole like, boat fucking invisible well, imagine, and teleport. Imagine being that guy. Like, one, yeah. of, one of those two guys. Pick whichever guy you want to be, right? Like, invisibility, that's crazy. That's stuff for sci-fi. You're smoking a cigarette, and out of nowhere, you just, like... All you can see is the smoke, nothing else, for 30 seconds. How yeah. A, how fucking terrifying that is. B, you wake back up, and like you see through the porthole, there's trees and shit. You're nowhere near where you are, and 15 seconds later, you're back in Philly. But by the way, your best friend Steve, he's now met Metal Man. Well, you know, I think that's what drove them to insanity. <laughs> well, my question there is the people that were fused with metal. Yeah. Right? they just saws all them out like make a, a little chunk put them on wheelers and kind of so i don't know so fun fact about the eldridge is that it's no longer in commission and it was actually scrapped and oh, sold for like parts and recycling so if this are was those, are we if, drinking out of recycled men's bodies see, i don't see that's eldridge? the thing if this was real that means that like they was, they would cut it apart they would find like half an eyeball or like well are they dematerializing and like their bodies are being spread out throughout the t ship? Or are they like their bodies just in one solitary? No, like place? imagine like just you're like stuck to the side of the ship. Like again, like Robin Williams and Jumanji. Right. Like one half of you is above. Oh, so it's, it's and half one half, and half is below. Okay, so you're getting split up into portions. Yeah, you're all fucked. Oh, that's fucked. See, if you're like just a body, you know everything's intact and you're still like you can cut around that. No, this is like their like true to the ship. Lovecraftian horror. Yeah. yeah, it's a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> the one guy's head that's just like on the front of the boat. I ain't got nobody. He's just, he's like just the, somehow alive. He's like the fucking masthead of like yeah. an old pirate ship, but <laughs> yeah. just like fused to it. Um, yeah, chest hair blowing in the wind, baby. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, while, while the story is is pretty good, it's a pretty good story. Uh, there isn't really any real evidence that it happened. Uh, according to the story, there were plenty of witnesses to the Philadelphia experiment. I mean, yep. they did it in full view of the workers uh, and the other ships crews at the Philadelphia Navy Yard in broad daylight. So you would think that there would be at least a 
dozen or so stories about this whistleblowers coming from left. Why and would right. they be? It's invisible. They all. What do you? What? What do you it, mean? The ship. Think about it. The timeline of this. Right. They watched it turn, blink out of existence, and then come back. It didn't turn invisible and stay invisible. No, that's what I'm saying. It blinked in and out. It wasn't like instantaneously. It's 1943. People don't, don't even know what instantaneously means. Okay, well. But the, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like I imagine the cover up on that was so easy. Okay. If it truly happened. We're going to get to this. Thank you. Okay, so this whole conspiracy comes from one man named Carl Meredith Allen. Now, in 1956, Morris K. Jessup, author of the book The Case of the UFO, and who was also a pretty well-respected astronomer for a bit. I say a bit because he ended up leaning a lot into the UFO thing. Yeah, he's, he's pretty well-known. Yeah, and then he ended up uh, losing all credibility and then killing himself. Yep. Uh, uh, he was also one of the first to combine UFOs in the, con- in the construction of ancient monuments, making him the first ancient, ancient alien theorist yeah. uh, like years before... Eric von Daniken, whatever, wrote uh, the book Chariots of the Gods. Um, well, anyways, well, Jessup started getting letters, like dozens, from Alan, who was using the pseudonym Carlos Alande, uh, <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to convince Jessup to stop whatever he was working on and investigate the conspiracy surrounding the USS Eldridge, claiming he was a witness to the whole thing while working as a deckhand uh, aboard a ship named the SS Andrew Furuseth. Furus- now, Jessup responded to Alan, uh, and in trying to get him to provide any further evidence, he didn't really have anything to back up his claims. Now, around the same time that Jessup was receiving his letters, the U.S. Office of Naval Research received a package with the words written on it, Happy Easter. So uh, this is the first Easter egg. Sure. Uh, <laughs> now, inside the box was a heavily annotated copy of Jessup's book. Uh, it appeared at first to be annotated by three different people, each using a different shade of blue pen and referring to each other as gypsies. Uh, the gypsies noted in the book that they had knowledge of aliens on Earth, things related to UFOs, and suggested that Jessup's research on unified field theory was too close to some actual alien technology uh, and contained many allusions uh, to the Philadelphia experiment. Now, in 1957, the ONR... Uh, Office of Naval Research had Jessup come look at the book and the annotations and he confirmed that the handwriting was indeed Allen's because he had been receiving letters right. for a, a while at this point and then in 1969 Allen actually admitted not only to sending the package but also the one behind the writing in the book uh, he said he did this to quote scare the hell out of Jessup <laughs> end quote to get him to stop working on the unified field theory because Allen thought it was dangerous he eventually uh, retracted this admission because, of course, he did. Yeah. Um, so you might be asking yourself, well, who is Carl Allen? What's his MO? Who is this guy? Uh, well, that's a question a lot of people had for a long time, and that is until 1980 when journalist Robert Gorman wrote about the man after he realized he had a family connection with Allen uh, and then ended up interviewing his family who described him as a, quote, uh, creative and imaginative loner, end quote, and that Alan had a history of mental illness and speculated that being the reason for his behavior. So pretty much it painted Alan as a smart, creative man, but just in the throes of a mental uh, break of delusion and conco- concocted the whole story. Uh, yeah, but none of that mattered 
The story became a staple in the UFO and conspiracy theory circles. It only grew in popularity thanks to Jessup not really helping to quell any of the rumors. Right. Uh, and it got so big, so much so that in 1996, the ONR had to release an official statement saying, quote, ONR has never conducted any investigation on invisibility, either in 1943 or any other time. The ONR was established in 1946. Uh, in view of present scientific knowledge, ONR scientists do not believe that such an experiment could be possible, except in the realm of science fiction. So there you have it. The story of the Philadelphia experiment, a hoax created by a man going through a mental health crisis that gathered so much steam that to this day it's still being cited as a real event and cover-up or conspiracy theory. I got my own theory for Oh, this. I'm ready for it. Uh, it is real, and Alan went crazy due to the amount of gaslighting the dude received from the government and everyone around him. Or, or maybe he was like on the ship. He wasn't. He said he wasn't. Maybe he doesn't remember. Why wouldn't you remember? I feel like you'd remember. Why would you? Why would you claim to be a witness from a distance? If I don't you know. Were a witness? They go crazy. He could like his mind could have gotten jumbled. I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, but no, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but like my my thing, and it's always been my like biggest not quarrel with this conspiracy theorist or theory hoax, if you will. So much stuff from like World War Two has come out, especially over the past like twenty years. I don't know. This is, remind, this is giving me big, like, the Nazi bell vibes. Yeah, but look how much we, like, quote-unquote know about that. We don't know anything about it. Yeah, we, we know, like, where it was apparently kept. They have, like, the like the structure that's Dude, super radioactive. We have the fucking, that weird structure in the middle of fucking Philly by the golf course thing that looks like it could hold the bell. Yeah, but we know what, like, people put... And that was, like, built by someone. This one just showed up and was, like, full of radioactive shit. It didn't show up. It you know what a- I meant? Like, we found it. Yeah, but no, no, I don't buy into it, Nicholas. Well, I don't buy into a fact that a, a ship went invisible because it didn't. It might have. <laughs> it did not go invisible. But who's to say? I don't know. I like that shirt. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so what, so what do you think of the Philadelphia experiment? You know where I stand, and I say I mean, it's a bunch I, of malarkey. I think that you know, especially that that point of World War II, there was such a race to get you know, the next step of yeah. warfare, right? I mean, look at, you know, the atomic race, the jet race, you know, the, the race to the moon. Like, we were all, everyone was trying to one-up each other. Do I think that, you know, it was proposed? Absolutely. Do, do I, you think we actually were able to get In 1943, no. no. Not in the slightest I think now we were able to get something closer. I'm sure if, like, someone was like, oh, we can do this through, like, mirroring or whatever, like, it might be... Yeah. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, I mean, but, we have stealth now. We have Yeah, we, we have that. Like, we literally have the stealth bombers that don't come up on radar. So I think that, you know, we have been working on this tech for years. Yeah, but I don't think we put a bunch of fucking Tesla coils and magnets on a boat and it fucking teleported to Virginia. No, I don't think it teleported. Maybe it, like, maybe got a little, you know, a blur to it. <laughs> just, it just blurred for a second. And everyone came back and they had a super bad headache. It just looked like every single Bigfoot photo yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's the story. I mean... It's it's a cool story. It's a great story. And, and there's a lot such of... a good movie. Yeah. If they could do it right. Again, don't watch the movie The Philadelphia I'm going to watch Experience. it later. I know you're going to watch it later. Um, it's a bad movie. 
like, my thing was, you know, especially with all the World War II conspiracy, especially World War II tech conspiracy theories, right? There's so much stuff, you know, it's great to just like ponder. Mm. Like the Nazis, quote unquote, had UFOs and then working on UFO techs and like the V2 rockets <laughs> and all that stuff, which is terrifying to think about because it would have gotten to the completely wrong hands. Yeah. But it's cool that like. It's cool to think about. Yeah. But I don't buy any of it. I buy the rockets. Well, because yeah. obviously we took a lot of their scientists and brought them over and, you know, we made our rockets and we had a, we yeah, had a was, field day. Yeah. Werner von Braun or whatever his yeah. name was, was over here trying to make everyone forget that he was a Nazi. Oh, I got us to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bud. Thanks, von Braun. He also did a bunch of horrible, horrible fucked up shit. Horrible things. Uh, yeah, it's a cool concept. I don't know if I buy it. I definitely think that they were working on some form of radar, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that they, I mean, I get that they were trying to like reverse the magnetism of a boat so that sea mines and stuff like that, but I don't, it also like doesn't make sense location wise for like, <laughs> I'm going to go on a fucking tangent here. Don't go too long. Cause I have to pee. Right no, no, no. Like Rendlesham forest is where radar was created. Right. Sure. So what? Like, yeah. I don't know. So Rendlesham forest is, I'm fairly, I'm like 90% positive. It's like where, cause that's where the, why the Rendlesham forest incident happened because there was all this like high tech stuff there. Yeah. Right. So, why take out of Philadelphia out of all the places, right? We're going to go to a place that has no background in radar Yeah, on the Schuylkill river or the technically the Delaware river. Yeah. And we're going to try and do radar here. None of the, none of that tech is here. They well, no, they just put it on the boat here. Don't they, care. They didn't develop doesn't, it here. Doesn't work. Don't work. Go with, go with the birthplaces. Okay. <laughs> Well, no, that would make sense because Rendlesham Forest is in Britain. Why would they? Why would the Americans? We have there's an American base there. Yeah, but Rendlesham Forest wasn't an American base. No, on the one side you had the British base, and the other side you had the American base. There's a lot of crossover there. I know. I have the book. I it's a good book. I haven't read it. Nick Pope. I fucking hate Nick Pope. I love Nick Pope. <laughs> I just hate Nick his. Pope for president 2025. Nick Pope. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thank you for Nicholas for being here for this. Um, let's see. Please follow us on Instagram at Cryptic Cocktail and then follow me on TikTok at Cryptic Cocktail Party. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's a link in the episode description. And also, you know, let us know what you think of this. I, you know, I know some people believe in it wholeheartedly. Dave is very, uh, like, visibly upset by this conspiracy. I'm not. I just have to pee so bad. He's got steam coming out of his ears. Ugh, it's it's holding bad. Holding my pee hole shut so I don't Please piss don't my pants. don't hold your dick in front of me. I'm sorry. I got to pee. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Nick, do you got anything you want to plug? Nope. Go pee, Dave. Goodbye.